Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. On Friday afternoon, after Chiefs practice, after the Chiefs training camp report, it was announced that Chiefs defensive end Charles Amenahu has been suspended for the first six games of the regular season after violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. He will be eligible to return to the team after their Thursday night game against the Broncos. They face the Chargers in Week 7. The suspension stems from Amenahu's arrest on suspicion of domestic violence back in January when he was with the San Francisco 49ers. We'll have more for you after Saturday's practice on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs Training Camp Report. I am Steven Serta. Day 11 of full team practice has wrapped and the Chiefs are still pretty banged up in St. Joe right now. So let's get right to it with the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Swain, uh, I'm a little ashamed of the amount of time I spent last night watching the Hall of Fame game, but I did win $20 on that awful excuse of a football game. Yeah, we talked about the coin yesterday. Fortunately, the coin landed on Cleveland. Somehow pulling out the game. The backups of the backups of the backups did the job. So I, I also started 1-0 on the NFL season. That's that's how we got to do it, man. It's preseason. We're both winning money. It's... There's good things uh, on the horizon for our uh, gambling degeneracy this this season. But got a lot of notes from Friday's practice. Uh, again, no Mike Dana, no Jody Fortin, no Chris Jones still. Defensive lineman Charles Amenahu was held out of practice. Legereus Sneed out again. Cornerback Reese Taylor, Kadarius Tony, And Jalen Watson was actually held out of practice on Friday. I think Watson was the big surprise here, but uh, the Chiefs confirmed after practice it was for personal reasons, so it was an excused absence, no reason to worry about the Chiefs cornerback right now. No, but I, I did think it was interesting, and uh, just because you, he had the excuse uh, absence, you wondered who was going to be in there, and we learned something from the excuse absence. Joshua Williams was actually with the twos in today's look, and Echo Boydell, who was really trying to push for the roster, got the nod to work across from Trent McDuffie, which is uh, a development here. And so uh, you don't like to see the reason why we got to see the echo, which by proxy is, is because of the injury to Nazi Johnson. So the Chiefs are, are digging deep here, especially with Jerry Sneed out of, out of practice. Uh, but he had three pass breakups. So uh, out of nowhere, uh, Brett Beach might have gotten another one that uh, isn't even in the NFL draft. This was uh, an undrafted free agent. So we'll see. Uh, the Chiefs now have room, uh, you know, if he were to push to make the roster, uh, just considering we only have what I would say five locks at cornerback. So there is room for another another spot uh, there. And I want to get into the rest of the defense and how just how banged up they are right now. Thankfully, this roster has a lot of depth at the moment. But and you mentioned Echo Boydo and 
at first I was nervous with Legarius Sneed in that situation, and now Jalen Watson's out, but thankfully it's not an injury for Watson, so he seems fine. Hopefully he'll be back on the practice field on Saturday. But it also seems like rookie cornerback Nick Jones is getting a lot of reps and like he's getting some opportunities and making some plays in training camp. I think you're just seeing, and this is unfortunate, but you're seeing what the Chiefs would do in game situations as of right now if like they didn't have Legarius Sneed with that lingering knee injury. And it seems like Trent McDuffie would stay outside and Nick Jones would be coming in and they're looking for that third cornerback to, to put with them. Again, we mentioned Joshua Williams with the second team, so that's where Echo got in the mix. Uh, Jalen Watson, like we said, is, it's excused, so we don't expect that to, to bleed too many into too many mispractices. Yeah, so that Chiefs secondary depth wavering a little bit, but we're still feeling okay right now at this point. And you know, I, I mentioned all the injuries on defense right now. Still no Chris Jones. Obviously, we'll continue to update that. Uh, if anything new comes out, no new news there for the Chiefs star pass rusher right now. But this defensive line is really banged up with Mike Dana out, Charles Amenahu out, and that's kind of opened the door, at least on Friday, for Chiefs rookie first-round pick Felix and Ndike Uzama to finally get some extended looks with the top defense. Yeah, I, I, I think he's all right. I, I think he started slow, and that was to be expected because he missed a chunk of the offseason with the, the injured hand. Uh, and I, I think now that he's been able to get a bunch of these practices under his belt, again, we're in the 11th full-team practice today as, as camp rolls along. I think you're seeing strides. The other day, Steve Spagnuolo mentioned that he flashed a little bit. And yesterday, you know, without, again, Mike Dana or Charles Amenu in the lineup, we, we did see Malik Herring and Joshua Kando getting a lot of time. But today was, it was Felix's turn. And I, I thought he rose to the occasion. And we'll see if he gets more opportunities if these guys continue to miss. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to make it up to St. Joe tomorrow for team practice on Saturday, I think Felix is a guy you should definitely pay some attention to because – He's a guy we haven't gotten to see a ton of as the Chiefs have worked him back in slowly after that offseason injury after the NFL draft. So excited about Felix and what he can bring to this defense. I think he's somebody we should definitely keep close tabs on uh, throughout the rest of training camp. Linebacker Drew Tranquil also returned to practice on Friday. And, you know, he he had the neck injury early on, but it kind of just seems like he is a veteran linebacker the Chiefs expect to get a lot out of this season. And like they're just kind of managing him and giving him the veteran treatment right now. Yeah. And you know what? He he just brings another level, I, I think, to being a coverage linebacker with the Chiefs. I, I wonder if he pushes to win that dime linebacker role. I wonder if he pushes Willie Gay to maybe have that spot next to Nick Bolton and some of your other nickel looks and if he ends up being somebody that that'll be in the base and, and push even like a Leo Chanel for, for that role. And all of a sudden Drew Tranquil goes from not being on the team and to maybe leading chiefs linebackers and snaps by, by the, the, the way this thing has gone. I just think he's been a really nice addition plays all three spots. He has that versatility. And I, I just, I wonder if he's just pushing all those guys for all their, their spots that they had last year. And if he is, it, it makes the linebacker room, better as a whole because I, I think the Chiefs feel like they really like Nick Bolton and, and what he brings to the table, but you have an ample backup if you do face injuries. Yeah. One week from Sunday is the Chiefs' first preseason game, and it seems like we have already been deep in this thing for a month right now with how long training camp is this season. But moving over to the offensive side of the ball, uh, you mentioned yesterday, Pete, that 
it kind of seemed like the defense won the day overall. And based on what I was seeing at a training camp this morning, it seems like Patrick Mahomes might have taken that personally <laughs> on Friday. I think it was a, a good back and forth uh, in this particular practice. The Chiefs were able to get in the end zone, but you got to remember it's always a it's always a little bit of an advantage for the offense as this is a passing camp. When the Chiefs offense had opportunities and they did these red zone 11-11s, the coverage was pretty good today. And I, I thought that was a, a good sign just considering how many bodies you are missing. That was something I asked Andy Reid about, as you'll hear, I guess, after the break in, in just what did he think of the back and forth? And he mentioned the, the, the Chiefs' ability to cover in the red zone, uh, which, again, you're, you're playing against each other. So that means the Chiefs would like to be a little bit better tomorrow uh, in the red zone offensively. That's what you want. You want the back and forth at camp. Andy Reid has said that in years prior, just you want to see both sides winning. If one side dominates another, kind of a sign of things to come for the regular season. So a good day of back and forth here at Chiefs training camp. And it's time for our daily wide receiver room check-in. And we all know about the Justin Ross hype and how fantastic he's been and looked. And we're all very eager to see him take the football field on August 13th for the Chiefs and see what he can really do when somebody else is trying to hit him in an NFL game. But today I want to talk about Sky Moore because I feel like now with all the hype around Justin Ross and, and Richie James and Rasheed Rice and MVS, like Sky Moore is that second year player that I think me and you have consistently been like throughout training camp and even leading into training camp. Like we still expect a lot out of him. Like chiefs fans should not overlook him. And it seems like he's kind of being lost in the shuffle right now with the chiefs offense, but everything that we're hearing out of camp, everything the coaches are saying about him, everything that Patrick Mahomes has said about him is they think Sky is ready to take a huge leap in year number two. Yeah, and and I just think for me it's volume, volume, volume. I, I trust Sky to stay healthy probably the most out of some of these receivers who would vie for leading the room and receiving yards. And I I just find him to be this outlet for Patrick Mahomes. You know, when when Travis Kelsey does get extra attention, he's doubled or bracketed on those plays that and even the guy who can get open at any time can't get open. That's when I think he's going to be looking Sky Moore's way. I, I, I also think that um, Justin Watson can, could potentially be that guy. At least he's going to get the, the spot to start uh, as we go through the preseason here. And I, I think that's where a Justin Ross or Rasheed Rice could maybe work their way into the lineup. I, I believe it's going to be Marquez, uh, Sky Moore, and somebody to start the year. I don't think that's going to be Kadarius Tony. I mentioned how I think he'll go on IR. And so that third wide receiver outside, I, I think, is a role that is in a way up for grabs. But uh, Justin Ross and Rasheed Rice got to continue, as they will tell you, stack good practices together. And maybe they'll break through to, to I think, you know, have, a, have an up on, on that role. And, and Richie James, to me, is a guy that is going to be in some of those, uh, you know, Sky Moore, McColl type of looks. They're going to be trying to get him uh, the ball and, and just get the ball into his hands. And for me, he's just – He's very dynamic uh, with the ball in his hands, and that's why you see the Chiefs already using him as the punt returner. It's a, it's a receiver room that's really young, uh, and I think a lot of guys, uh, if, if we get to the end of, end of the season and we say, you know, the receivers for the Chiefs were good this year, that's going to mean that one or two of these guys is going to break out, which I think is, makes for exciting times here in Kansas City. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited for Sky Moore, year number two. And I highly encourage you, if uh, you're a film nerd and you want to go check some stuff out, go watch the limited amount of offensive snaps that Sky Moore had last season. I know he struggled so much on on special teams, 
But when he was on offense and getting reps, you could see the flashes of what could make him a significant part of this offense in did, year uh, number two. So did you, did you dig inside and, and go back tap into tape guy Steve? Because I know you used to watch a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of tape. It sounds like you maybe got back to your old ways. I, I still I still do occasionally. I, I still like to look up some individual players. And I think that Sky Moore is just – he can get open with his route running. He's hard sure. to tackle, even though he's not the biggest wide receiver. He's just a bouncy player. Like he bounces off of tackles. I'm excited for Sky Moore. I think he's got a really, really high ceiling, despite the fact that they've got a really crowded wide receiver room uh, this season. But uh, Pete, we haven't talked about Isaiah Pacheco, I feel like very much recently. So can we just get an update on, on how the Chiefs' second year running back is looking as they try to work him back in after his offseason injuries? Yeah, I know that uh, NFL Network reporter James Palmer in his visit to Kansas City throughout a date of August 20th when he should be cleared for contact. And I, I just I, if you watch him every day, I, I feel like he's already cleared for contact despite his non-contact yellow jersey. Now he's not doing any of those team 11-on-11 drills, but you're seeing him more and more in 7-on-7. He has been cleared to go one-on-one against a guy, which we know includes at least some contact. I, I think what the Chiefs want to hold him back from right now are still those thud type of hit periods, um, but nothing since camp began uh, has shown me to have any doubt that he will be ready for uh, the regular season, if not making sure that he actually gets a, a handful of preseason reps to get those hits under him before it really counts. And so, so of course, so good with Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire continues to get the first crack when it comes to handoffs. And, and you're seeing, I think, Daenerys Prince and McKinnon really mix for you know what would be those passing downs with the first team. I want to remind you guys, if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure you stick around after the break. We'll hear from head coach Andy Reid, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and guard Joe Tooney from uh, from today's media session after practice. Before we get out of here, Pete, any other standouts, things you want to highlight from Friday's practice? I mentioned Echo. I, I mentioned Drew. We you know we talked about uh, Felix. I, I continue to think George looks good in the one-on-ones. Uh, I, I'm always a at this, but it's just ridiculous to watch the Chiefs' interior. Uh, Jay, they, they're just uh, just an elite part of the team, uh, not a sexy part, but an elite part of the team. And they never uh, really get uh, pushed around. And so, you know, I'm always impressed by that. Eric Prince continues to be somebody um, that I, I've, I've been impressed by. And so, again, we'll see how, all, how this all translates uh, to the games once we get there. Again, Chiefs have one more practice this week. Tomorrow morning in St. Joseph, Missouri, they head into an off day on Sunday. So, as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Follow all of our training camp coverage at arrowheadpride.com. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow after another day of Chiefs training camp practice. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. After practice on Friday, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and guard Joe Tooney. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. Visitor here, and I'm talking. There's something wrong here. All right, so listen, there's really not, nothing new on the injuries other than tranquil practice today. Turk continue to rehab. Same guys that were hurt before are the same guys that are on the list. Um, Listen, it was good good work today. Today was a red zone day, a little bit shorter field, but the guys kept the intensity level up. I thought they did a nice job of competing. Uh, defense is creating these small windows down in there, uh, which is it's tough shooting, which we appreciate. I mean, that's a, it's, it's good work for the offense. It's also good for the team. So, anyways, with that time, George. Gabbert talked yesterday about how much he's enjoyed this camp and learning the new offense and, and, and playing for you. What have you seen from him that he brings to the table as a backup quarterback? Yeah, well, he's got that experience. Um, he's seen the league for 13-some years, whatever it is, and uh, he's got a pretty good feel on things. There's not too much that he hasn't seen from a defensive standpoint presented to him. Um, and likewise in the offense. He's, been, he's got a little familiarity with the offense, uh, but just learning and staying on top of that becomes, becomes important. Hey, come here. Huh? Come here. Um, so it's a... What are you doing, huh? All right. So, anyways, that's what I've seen. Yeah, I have personal reasons. He he was gone. Yeah. He, yeah, he was excused. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell much about a receiving core? We all want to know how they're going to play. Can you tell a lot about them until they get into an actual game? Well, you want to add that to it. Um, the thing you're looking for here is a retention of all the plays, opportunity to catch the ball in tight quarters, um, contested throws, and so that uh, uh, you know you can get that part of it. But you gotta see you gotta see the game, uh, see what happens. Coach, how do you like the, the job so far? Uh, Eco Boydo trying to push to the right. Rest. Yeah, you know what? He's doing a nice job. He's really doing a nice job. Um, so we'll see how he did today. But he's been getting better every day, challenging. Told me he's got to eat a little bit. He's kind of, kind of thin, but he he's a heck of a competitor and he's got good skill. Before you said you like when the offense does well sometimes, defense the other. That's a good camp. How did you like the back and forth today, especially? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good challenge all the way around. I thought the defense did a nice job of protecting the you know the end zone, and um, I just thought it was a good day. Yeah, good day. Andy, how do you, how do you feel about Clyde's camp so far and? Yeah, I like what he's doing. You know, he's he's practicing hard, aggressive. Um, so I, yeah, he's doing a nice job. You can tell he had experience and all that. Uh, Coach, we've got a lot of rain at camp this year. How can days like this prepare your guys for the season though? It's a little bit rainy outside. Yeah, so as long as there's not lightning, it's all good. Um, we'll come out and work, and somewhere that'll pay off for you down the road. Just footing. Uh, grabbing, you know, grasping the football, catching the football. I mean, all those things, both sides of the ball and special teams. So we've had a little bit of rain. 
It's good for the farmers. Anything else? All right, good deal. Yep, thanks. General camp uh, evaluation of yourself and how things been going for you. Uh, I say it's been going pretty well. Been here a couple weeks. Uh, whatever I've been asked to do, I've been doing it, and it's been going pretty smooth for me. What's your mindset into this camp and through this camp compared to years past uh, in terms of your status? Um, I, what you mean as far as status? Just playing. Um, man, I'm like like it's been every year. It's been whenever my number's called, I know I'll be I'll, I'll be there to, you know, do my job and and do what I need to do as far as uh, being on the field as a running back. Uh, never really been a question on you know what I can't you know what what's going on, but it's been whenever my number's called, I just go. So how have the last few years kind of shaped you where to where you are now? Mentally, physically, what, what, what does the last few years mean to your career now? Um, man, being able to uh, become a Super Bowl champion, um, won a championship on every level. Uh, so as far as uh, mentally, um, I would say kind of getting the ins and outs of the NFL, knowing, you know, what's real, what's not, knowing, you know, what's kind of not, not necessarily foreshadowing, but you can kind of see uh, – what you know plans goes goes on for you when you have years in and out uh as far as the league it's not like uh going in blind as far as you know being a rookie or, or coming in and then just on, on in my stand case like i came in a year it was covid so for two years it was kind of two years of nothing uh just really trying to get acclimated to the things going into year two um so i'll say it's been a learning process but other than that it's been more of uh, maturing process and uh, being old. I mean, I was I'm just turned 21 when I first got in the league, so 24 now. now from long drive periods where you are in your career versus when you were first trying to get adjusted to the fact that it's, it's unusual compared to maybe you saying like the, the long drive drill that we do out here. Um, honestly, man, I would say. It's, it's, it's really rep count across the board. Um, I feel like it was a little different when, when EB was here. Um, you have guys probably going, I'm, I remember going six, seven reps straight. And I remember my rookie year having a long drive drill when I went 23. Um, so, I mean, it's not, I never really look at it as, oh, it's something that's like punishment. I know, like, I got to go out there and whatever my number's on the play, like, I go out there and run it. So, I'm not, I don't typically look at it as, as Long drive drill is something that's challenging. I mean, shit. If a, a, a field, on, if, if a drive on the field is twenty three plays, and you got to go out there and do it, so I don't really think about it like that. I just kind of put the pads on and roll. Right, it looks like you had some solid one on one pass throws up today. How far do you think you've come in the pass protection? Um, as far as in, in what standpoint, like physically or identifying or just? Um, I mean, it's been four years of, of actually being able to block NFL guys. Um, you know, uh, LSU was a, a great school as far as transitional, and I remember being able, you know, having Devin White, Donnie Alexander, having guys like that, having one-on-one pass rush with them. Um, but it's just more of um, somewhat a little attention to detail, a little bit more, and not only that, it's uh, you kind of look at things and, and get pinpointed from other uh, players on the field. Uh, so you have, you know, guys like Jet, who's been in the league, you know, 10, 11 years. Uh, you can kind of 
pick things off of him, try to figure out what he was thinking about some things. And then if not, like, I still, like, to this day, I still call Kevin Falk and send some stuff to him and, and, and try to get some feedback off him. So that's just what it is. Did you do anything different in the offseason to try to prepare yourself physically? Not to uh, I mean, this offseason, I really was trying to figure out what my role would be. Typically, it's, it's more of you uh, kind of ask beforehand, like, what would be my, you know, whatever's going into the next season. I remember one time it was more catching and, and running more routes out the backfield just because that's what I was told before going into the offseason. So um, this offseason, it was just general just workouts, honestly, uh, doing my running back things, doing the things that I feel like was as far as my building blocks when I first came into the league, just not really specifying anything because at the end of the day, I know I could catch out the backfield. I could catch from the receiver standpoint. I can run the ball in between the tackles, even if like the short goal line drills and everything we had here, like I think I scored like four times just in the span of the things that we had. So it's not necessarily uh, kind of pinpointing and funneling to do one thing, but I just kind of did an overall broad, the running back position of what everybody feels that it is. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm, I'm, I'm in that span of just only doing one thing. I do it all. You weren't told anything specific about your role or no. how to what, what do you think your role should be? Or what do you envision? That's not my. That's not my space to kind of say. Uh, it's really, man. Whatever. Like I say, whenever they give me a number, they call my number. It doesn't matter. Like I say, I run between the tackles. I catch. I catch out the backfield even beforehand. Like going to the Super Bowl, that whole week I practice receiver. So I can't sit here and tell you what I exactly feel. You know, what my role should be. But I know I can do whatever on the field. Bobby, you're in camp. Where do you feel like you can gain Andy's trust the most? Um, I would say more mainly in the building. Um, and I, I, to myself, I feel like I, I tested that the most. Um, he asked me to play receiver in a, for you know Super Bowl week to keep the timing up for you know the first you know first team rep. So like, if I can have a running back go out here and we don't miss a beat as far as being able to play the X, the Z, the zebra. I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of, you know, the, where, where the trust should be. I can have my guy go in any position, and that's what that's, he preaches it all the time, being interchangeable as a player, not, not being able to just be one-dimensional. So I was cool with it. Uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, I already got doctors, everybody telling me like 30 tickets was already bought from the little softball team that, that I kind of go and, and – Check on them each summer. Uh, my dad, my whole family, like it's it's the whole nine. Every time I, every time I'm in the Superdome, it's been a uh, it's been it's been something you know to to be relived for me. So uh, like I won a national championship there, won a high school championship there. Um, it's 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 being being in the Superdome, being in New Orleans, and being in Louisiana has always been been special for me. So it's perfect. How are things coming together on the line with a few new tackles in the offseason? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's going well. Um, Juwan and Don, Donovan are great. You know, they're really hard workers, getting the playbook. Um, you know, very detail-oriented guys, work really hard. It's been a great group to be a part of. Um, but, yeah, and the coaching staff's done a great job, you know, just um, getting on the details. And, um, so, yeah, it's been going really well. Do you miss not having Chris here, given he's one of the best interior actors in the league to preparing for the season? Yeah, I mean, like you say, he's um, – such an elite player and makes everyone around him better, you know, just uh, working against him day in and day out. And, um, but yeah, you know, just 
I just try and focus on what I can control and just uh, go out there and try and get better each day. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of my mindset. For sure, yeah, he's a great guy, great player, um, knows the game inside and out. You know, played a lot of football. Um, strong, smart, athletic, great technique. You know, there's so many great things to say about him, and um, it's been fun. Just you know, you know, each day. You know, growing day to time, and um, but he, it's it's great to play with him. Some of the defensive linemen that have had those extra reps with Chris out, have you seen anything from some of these young guys that are maybe taking advantage of the opportunity out there? Yeah, Coach uh, um, Coach Colin, the D line coach, has um, you know got a lot of guys in there, and um, their their efforts so high, and they're um, so detail oriented too. They um, they know the game really well, and yeah, it's it's a challenge each day. You know, um, it's great competition, and um, yeah, it's it's been a great challenge. Especially for defending Super Bowl champion, you're one of the veterans. How do you take that role on as a as a leader, both on and off the field? Yeah, for sure. Um, try and you know um, give young guys advice here and there when I can, especially amongst the O line, and try and you know lead by example. Try and work hard, um, do the right things, you know, on the field and off, and um, just. Um, you know, try and be there for the guys. If they ever want to bounce ideas off me, and um, but yeah, it's it's um, taking a day at a time. Yeah. How serious have you felt Wanya Morris this day when he when he gets an opportunity to pop in? There? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing really well too. Um, kind of switching around on both sides. Uh, um, another, you know, he's in his playbook all the time. You know, learning the system, um, learning the details of, the, of each play, and um, he works really hard too. And strong, really nice guy, and. Um, He's just absorbing a lot, and but he's doing really well. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, uh, I was just excited to celebrate with my teammates, you know, and um, I just, I just, yeah, I just wanted to just get in there and be with the guys, and that was kind of my main focus. But it was a lot of fun, you know. Um, the Clark, uh, the Clark family, the Chiefs organization put on a wonderful event, and I'm just, you know, honored to be part of it. And it was a great celebration. But you know, we're zero and zero this year, and so um, everyone's starting at the same spot. So, um, you know, just trying to take it a day at a time. And yeah. Is there a photo? You'd be hard pressed. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but um, it was great. It was great. I mean, that's just. I, I just I just want to be with the guys. Yeah. Joe, it's hard to believe this is the year three for you and Creed next to each other. What's this energy like for you two at this point? Yeah, it's great. Um, Creed, you know, Creed, uh, you know, Creed's a great player and knows the offense so well. You know, at this point, inside and out. Um, just it's great working day by day, and along with Trey too, and um, just the interior guys, and just trying to you know, um, you know, just keep pushing each other, keep keep getting better. The new guys coming in, blocking for Patrick Mahomes, maybe a little bit different than other quarterbacks. Is there any sort of pointers you've had to say, hey, hold the blocks a little bit, or any other pointers? Um, you know, I think just, um, just you know, play through the echo of the whistle. You know, it's you never know what's going to happen back there when you're when you're blocking and Pat's got the ball. He's, he can make a lot of great plays happen, and um, so just you know, strain through the echo of the whistle, strain through it all, and um, you know, just try and play with great technique and effort. Yeah. Joe, for you, having been in New England and been a part of the championship run and then that aspect of it coming back the next year, 
what is it you have to do to kind of reset this year and help your teammates kind of also mentally reset as well? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think there's a people, you know, we won it last year, but we're all 0-0 zero zero this year. You know, we haven't done anything in 2023, had no wins now, and um, everyone's starting the same spot. And, um, you know, I think people are aware that we won it last year, and I think, um, you know, we're going to get everyone's, um, you know, I'm sure everyone's excited to play us, and we're excited to play them too. And, um, but like I said, yeah, it's just take it a day at a time and just keep working, keep, keep improving, keep, keep trying to get better. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.